What's up to all my listeners out there? My name is Lindsay, and thank you so much for coming back to for episode six of the N1 podcast. I can't believe we're already up to episode six, and it's crazy. But we actually have our first ever guest here for today. We have my uncle James. Why don't you say hi? Hi there, Lindsay. Thanks for having me on. So we're going to get straight into the podcast. Before we start the podcast, I just want to give a quick disclaimer. I normally record the podcast on Sunday, the day I publish it, but this week I'm pre-recording on Saturday because I'm busy on Sunday. Because of this, I will not know any of the results of the games on either Saturday or Sunday and will not be discussing them. So now let's get into the episode. So for our first segment of the podcast, we're actually going to do a quick interview. So, hey, James, why don't you just give a quick intro of yourself? Sure. Uh, born and raised in the greatest city that this country's ever produced. Of course, that's Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> Lifelong NBA fan. I've been following the sport so long that I actually remember when you could commit a hard foul in the playoffs. That's how long. And also, there used to be this position called centers. Uh, but now all we have are six foot nine, 210-pound guys known as stretch fives. <laughs> Um, James is, just so you all know, James is super, super tall. Why don't you tell them how tall you are? I'm about six foot seven and a half. And with my sneakers on, I might be pushing six, eight. So our hugs are very interesting. Um, he actually played basketball in college and he actually studied broadcasting in college and he loves sports, but he is a very much a, a sore loser. He will quit watching sports because his team loses. And, he will admit to you he is. One. And all my teams lose so much. I should be getting better at losing, but I'm still a sore loser. <laughs> yeah, he's a Browns fan. Yeah. Like, it's just so much heartbreak for him. Um, um, why don't you tell them your favorite sports team? I bet they can guess. Well, if they couldn't guess, it would be the... <laughs> Cleveland Cavs, or should I say the 2016 NBA champion Cleveland Cavs. And actually, again, what makes me rare is I was a Cavs fan pre and post LeBron. Wow. Okay. You're, you're really committed. <laughs> and um, so how do you feel about the playoffs so far? Well, I was fascinated at the start of them without any true home court advantage. Uh, so the NBA is so much about these closed arenas having tremendous home court advantage. And I was very interested to see how it would play out without. And, of course, you had some upsets, Orlando early on, Houston against the Lakers. Uh, and I'm not sure those teams could have went into hostile territory and won those games. So that's been interesting to watch. And then the other thing about these playoffs, the early elimination of the Bucs. Uh, everybody had them coming out of the East uh, and with them dropping to see a interesting matchup between the three and five seeds really makes the East interesting this year. Yeah, I think it was also very interesting, especially with the whole fan aspect getting pulled out. Like they talk about a lot during the Toronto Celtics series, like you don't have Jurassic Park and like Celtics fans are like crazy. They're very great fans, but they're crazy and they'll like be really loud. So it's definitely interesting not hearing like the stuff yeah. and how it, it's like a whole other factor that's like usually a pretty big factor gets eliminated. Yeah. Okay, so our next segment of the podcast is going to be highs and lows, where we talk about some of the high points and low points uh, this week inside the NBA. Our first high point is, all I do is win, win, win. I don't want to get copyrighted. Um, LeBron James passed Derek Fisher for the most NBA playoff wins with his 162nd playoff win on Tuesday against the Rockets. That is a huge number. So, James, how many more wins are really in LBJ's future, and how much longer will he really be able to play in the NBA? Well, the second question is more interesting. Uh, LeBron turns 36 in December. Uh, he's got two more years on his current contract. Um, so, at uh, $40 million per season, I would imagine he will play those two years for sure. Uh, lots of rumors that he wants to play with his son. His son eventually enters the league, so that would mean him sticking around for at least another five years, and he's not slowing down. Uh, the other factor is he wants to be an NBA owner. 
So what better to work another seven years and save another $250 million to get you closer to that goal? So I would think he's going to play another five to seven years. And as far as adding to those 162 playoff wins, uh, you know, we all know what LeBron's capable of doing in the playoffs. So I can imagine that really jumping by about 10 wins each of those seasons. So we're talking north of 200. Yeah, I definitely think he'll definitely get way more playoff wins, especially if he's going to stick with Anthony Davis. If he sticks with the Lakers, they're definitely going to keep racking up those wins and keep making it through. But I really don't know how much longer he can really make it. He does have a family, and we've seen players before drop out earlier, even though like Dwayne Wade had. Everybody thought he definitely had more potential, but he just felt it was his time to go. So we don't know when his time to go is. It's his decision. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. Our next low point is the Bucks get knocked out of the playoffs. The Bucks lost Game 5 to the Heat on Tuesday and were knocked out of the playoffs. The real question is, now what? Giannis can get a Supermax extension with the Bucks in the offseason, and Giannis said he's committed. I think Giannis is going to do. Well, I have a little history with a star <laughs> NBA player playing in a small market, <laughs> uh, whether or not they would stay in that market. And my experience tells me that I don't think Giannis is going to be long for Milwaukee. Um, you know, there's, there's shoe companies, there's agents that are going to pressure him to go to a bigger market. Uh, so I think Laverne and Shirley are still going to be the most popular people in Milwaukee because I think Giannis is going to make his legend in another city. Uh, so that's, um, uh, I, I wouldn't, uh, I would rent, not buy a house if I was Giannis. I definitely think the rumors are interesting that they're thinking about getting Chris Paul as a good um, compliment. Chris Paul played great um, this season. Nobody expected the Thunder to even make the playoffs, and they ended up doing it. So it will be interesting to see um, who they might get rid of to try and get Giannis to say. But it's really up in the air. People are saying he could go to the Heat, and I think he should leave because he could go easily go to the Heat and go play with Jimmy Butler. Obviously, they did better than them, and they ended up knocking it out. Maybe he'll take Kevin Durant's advice. If you can't beat him, join him. Well, I say, uh, again, remember how old of an NBA fan? I actually remember when star players didn't join other star players in other cities. I remember when they <laughs> stayed in that city and tried to win a championship their whole career. Yeah, now you just try to make big threes or duos. <laughs> so our next high is Girl Boss. Doris Burke will be the first woman to be a game analyst for the NBA Finals on any platform. She's a great inspiration for all girls and women out there since there's not many women to look up to in sports, especially as sports analysts. So congrats to her. Our next low will be the Nuggets hang on. They ended up winning on Friday after being down 3-1. Um, they were down 16 before the first half, but ended up rallying back in the third. Jamal Murray scored 26. Jokic scored 22 points and 14 rebounds. And Millsop helped rally them back in the third with 14 of his 17 points scored in the third quarter. Will the Nuggets come back again in this series like they did with the Jazz? To keep this podcast edition concise, simple answer is no. Their bubble will burst come Saturday. See what I did there with the bubble? Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Our next high is businessman. Jimmy Butler has a coffee shop out of his hotel room called Big Face Coffee where you can use his French press. There are many options and it's $20 regardless of the size. Do you think he's charging too much? Uh, Lindsay, the average NBA salary this season is $7.7 million per player. I think he's charging not enough. Yes, I don't think he's charging enough. And three players still in the bubble, Westbrook, Harden, and LBJ, all make between thirty-seven and $38 million. So I have a feeling that most people... Now, if he's turned the equipment manager, charging that $20 for a cup of coffee, that might be a problem. But I think the NBA players can, can do that. Um, our next low is breaking rules. Houston Rockets player Daniel House was ruled out for the rest of the playoffs by the NBA for having a guest air quotes, in his hotel room. How stupid is this? <laughs> well, I have to tell you, first of all, maybe I'm in the minority here, but I think the NBA should launch an investigation on this because to <laughs> me... need a full-on just... documentary ESPN 30 <laughs> for 30. <laughs> well, personally, my money is on that she was there to sell Avon 
products or a census taker. This is a census year. So my thing is that's why she, that's what we're going to find out. That she, Otherwise, I couldn't imagine why a woman would be in uh, a room in a quarantined environment like that. I can't, I can't imagine what would be going on there. I think is, this is completely stupid. And um, yeah, I, good decision by the NBA. Get him out of there. Um, our next high is the Celtics survive. The Celtics won on Friday to beat Toronto 4-3 and make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. This is their third trip to the Eastern Conference Finals in four seasons, which is super impressive. Jason Tatum has had a double-double scoring 29 points and 12 rebounds and had the amazing rebound off Grant Williams' missed free throw to help give the Celtics a chance. The series against the Heat will begin on Tuesday. How did the Heat match up against the Celtics? I think it's an evenly matched series. Uh, Boston won the regular season two games to one. However, uh, Miami's one win did come in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the, the two of the top five coaches in the league in this series, so there's not an advantage there. One big thing for the Celtics is they're going to get three days rest after playing a double overtime game in game six and having to come back and play a game seven while the Heat rested. Uh, but for them to be able to, to have three days to rest and no travel, of course, being in the bubble, big advantage to the Celtics. Otherwise, I think they'd be in danger of losing the first game of the series. I see a great series. My official prediction, Boston in seven. Yeah, um, I'm going to announce officially on this podcast, I am a Celtics fan. I have been holding it off, but I am a Celtics fan, and I'm super excited we made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I had a lot more faith in the Raptors than James did, but and as I've said on the podcast, I like the Raptors' chances, but I'm very glad the Celtics ended up winning. I think the series is very evenly matched. We've got a good talent with Jimmy Butler, but Marcus Smart's a great defender that can take him on, and we'll see if Jimmy Butler will be able to make the buckets when it counts. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown played great in the series. They kind of went back and forth of who did great, who did our next segment is one that we have every week since the beginning of this podcast. We gotta have a star player of the week, just like you have a star student in school. Gotta have a star player of the week, and my star player of the week is Jalen Brown. He didn't play well in Game Four, but he ended up bouncing back in the last three games in their series. On Monday, he scored twenty-seven points and six rebounds in their Game Five, um, like commanding win. On Wednesday, he had a double-double with 31-16 and 16, and a tough Game 6 loss, a very tough Game 6 loss in double overtime. But on Friday, he didn't win a counted. He scored 21-8 and in their Game 7 win. He scored big points to help the Celtics win those games, and I was very impressed by him all week. And I was a little worried about him after that Game 4. He wasn't scoring well, and we needed him to, and he did it, so I was very happy. So, James, you get to make your own star player of the week. You're going to be the first person to pick your own. Well, I'm not nearly as good at creating my own drum roll as you were, so I'll, I'll suspend that. Uh, you went, and by the way, I thought Jalen Brown was an excellent pick. You went with a current Celtic. I'll go with a former Celtic. Uh, to me, my pick is Rajon Rondo. And um, to me, played three games this week, not one of them a start. In 30 minutes per game, he averaged 14 points a game, five rebounds, 8.7 assists per game, and 2.3 steals per game. In only 30 minutes without a start. And, you know, um, he led the Lakers to a 3-0, three games to zero advantage this week after dropping the first game to Houston. And uh, all this, by the way, despite being inactive for the first five games of this playoff. So he comes out of mothballs and doesn't even start. And, you know, a guy not known for his shooting shot 60% from the field and 42% from three-point land this week. So big bumps to Rajon Rondo. You need those type of performances in playoffs, unexpected, to uh, you know, role players have to step up, and Rajon Rondo, Rajon Rondo is doing that. Wow, I'm surprised. I wasn't thinking that was going to be your pick, but I think that is a great pick based off of all the stats you shared. I, you definitely did your digging, and I'm impressed. <laughs> Um, so actually this week we're going to have a bonus. We're going to have our worst player of the week because, you know, 
there's always a worse player that the dud of the week. So my dud of the week is Eric Bledsoe. He's been in the news this week. On Sunday, he did have a double-double with 14 and 10, but then on Wednesday, he had nine points and two rebounds. I mentioned before, he is on the second team on the defensive player, and he had two rebounds. That is very disappointing. He had a bad postseason last year, too, and he wanted to show people he's better. But it was very disappointing, especially with Giannis, how people expected him to step up, and he really didn't. He only averaged 12 points in this series, and there's many rumors about him being a trade candidate now. Would you trade him? Oh, I would <laughs> trade him. I always think Eric Bledsoe is a little overrated, and uh, um, uh, I think he's, his, he's a stats player. Stats look good, but when you need him to step up and be a number one or a number two, especially when there's injuries, he hasn't been able to do that in his career. Uh, as far as trading, yes, I would trade him, but he's got three more years left on a contract that averages $18 millions per, uh, per year. Personally, I would much rather buy a cup of Jimmy Butler's coffee than absorb <laughs> that contract for three years at $18 million. So, uh, yes, would I trade him? Do I think they're going to be able to trade him? No. Yeah, I would totally trade them, especially if you want to get Giannis to stay. I think they could definitely use that money to go towards a better player, especially if they wanted to get a really good sidekick for Giannis that they really need to get him to stay. And I think he's just a waste right now on the team, especially because they have better players on the team too. And I think he's a little overrated right now. Okay, James, you get to make your worst player of the week. You said you were gonna maybe pick Eric. You were gonna maybe pick yes. Eric Bledsoe, and you had another. I'm, pick. Gonna, I'm gonna pull back the uh, fourth wall here for your listeners and say <laughs> a little birdie told me that you were leaning towards Eric Bledsoe. My answer was Eric Bledsoe and the person I'm about to name. So you made it easier for me to throw this other, just throw some more shade out here. But my pick is uh, Jeremy Grant from uh, the Denver Nuggets. Um, let me just say, in the regular season, uh, Grant averaged 12 points per game in just 27 minutes. It's not starting. Okay. Now, in these playoffs, in this week, he played four games. He's starting. Not only is he starting, he's playing 38 minutes a game. So he's playing 11 more minutes per game, uh, and he's scoring 8.3 points. So he's down four <laughs> points per game despite playing 11 minutes more. Um, and starting. Yeah, and starting. Um, shooting woes. Um, in the regular season, he shot 48% from the field, 39% from three-point land. These playoffs, he's at, or in the last week, I should say, 30% field goals. And 18% uh, Lindsay, how many that- three how many three-pointers did you make in the NBA playoffs this week? Zero. Okay, I also made zero. Uh, but Jeremy Grant only made four more than us, despite playing about 120 minutes and shooting 22 threes. Wow, that's a Wow. Yes. So, uh, so unfortunately, he's a, the other thing that it's really doing, not to get too technical, but um, because Kawhi Leonard is guarding him a lot of times and he's not respecting the outside shot, it's allowing him to play rover on defense, come off of Grant and help out elsewhere. And, and Grant's shooting woes have really been a big reason why Denver is uh, you know, behind in the series. Wow, I think that's a really good pick. I love the stats you had ready. And I, that's a real disappointment, especially if he was coming off the bench. He's, he did better coming off the bench then starting the game, I think he should go back on that bench, <laughs> and maybe I guess he's better. Come, maybe he's better as a six man than really a starter. But well, they're still in the series, so he can turn it around. Yeah. Okay, sadly, we're up to our last segment of this episode. This is actually James' favorite segment. It's called Are the Odds in Our Favor? We're going to look at some bets you can make right now in the NBA, and we're going to analyze them. And James has no idea what I have prepared, so I'm really excited to see what he's going to say. So our first one is LeBron James will get a triple-double today. So we're first going to talk about games that are going on, on, on Saturday when we are recording this. 
and then we'll talk about Sunday after. So, LeBron James will get a triple-double. The people say no, James. What do you have to say? <laughs> Obviously, LeBron James could roll out of bed after a two-week vacation with a 102-degree temperature and get a triple-double. So, it's always hard betting against that. But what I will say is because the Lakers have the series comfortably in control now, you may not get LeBron's A game. Um, there could also be a situation where they put uh, the Rockets away early. And maybe they bench him for a large part of the fourth quarter if they don't need him. So for those reasons, I'll bet against getting a triple-double. Yeah, I'm going with the people on this one. Just because, for one, I checked the stats. LeBron James has not had a triple-double this series. But he has had really high-scoring games. But he has not gotten the rebounds and the assists to get there also. You know, because so. my man Rajon Rondo is getting all the assists. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going again. I'm going with the people, and I'm going no with this one. Agreeing with James. Our next one is Russell Westbrook over under with five point five assists. The people have under. What are you saying? <sighs> again, it's hard to bet against Russ, but you know they are playing. Uh, first of all, they're playing a tremendous defensive team, and scoring's down and shooting's down. Um, and Harden dominates the ball so much. Uh, I do think you're going to get the Rockets' best performance, um, and I think everyone's you know going to play as hard as they can, and therefore I think everyone's going to try to elevate their performance. So I will take the over on 5.5. I agree with you. I, I want to go with the over on this one. Russell Westbrook is normally good at getting assists, especially now, but it's it seems hard, though, with, like, Russell and Harden both being so strong. Like, they're usually, they were the number one guys for so long. But I think Russell Westbrook will get the assist. He's, he's a good assist guy, and I think he'll do it. Okay, our last one. You're going to pick the game. Lakers versus Rockets. The people are going with the Lakers. Who are you picking? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Lakers. I mean, <laughs> one thing LeBron knows from all his vast playing, playoff experience is put a team away as quickly as possible because that avoids, you know, Kawhi didn't, you know, Kawhi, who is a champion multiple times, you never know if that sprained ankle is in the next game that you didn't have to play. And LeBron knows that lesson better than anybody. So I'm going strong LeBron Laker performance. Yeah, I'm definitely going with the Lakers on this one. LeBron James knows that you, if you don't need to go more games, you shouldn't have to. You don't do it. So I think the first game was just a well, but I think they're just going to win this one and just let it be over. Hi, this is future Lindsay here, and I'm glad to report that James and I went 3-0 on our picks for Saturday's game uh, for the Rockets against the Lakers. So I'm just going to give myself a quick pat on the back, and James, you can too. So let's get into the next set of bets now we're going to go into the games for this sunday when you guys are listening to this so we are my first one is Kawhi leonard will score over under 30.5 points on sunday the people have the under what is your opinion on this uh boy i, I never like going with the i never like going with the people but i'm also going to go under 30.5 is a mouthful and um, very hard to, to do that, especially when, when playoff basketball gets more and more intense. So reluctantly, I'll go with the people and say under on that one. Wow, I'm going against the people and James. I'm going with the over. In his last two games, he scored 30 points. And um, in their last game, he scored 36 in the loss. But I'm going with the over on this one. I don't think he's going to let anything go up to chance. I think he's ready to go. We've seen it last season. He was like, he pushed his team before. They call him the robot. He can do it. And I don't think Paul George will get in his way. And I think he'll get those 30 points he needs. So hopefully he will. And I'll beat James on this one. Um, <laughs> next one is Paul George will score over under 3.53s. The people have the over. What do you got? Wow, I've just been amazed at how much he's jacked them up. He's a, uh, was a guy always capable of making a three, but really has become a three-point shooter in this way. So I think with the volume that he takes, 
Uh, I'm going to say that he's going to, I do expect a big Clippers performance. I'll take the over on that. Yeah, I think this is an easy one. I'm going with the over. He take the teams take so many more threes now anyway, so he already has a way better chance of making threes. But I think this is an easy pick. Paul George over. He makes them. We got it. Okay, next Clippers versus Nuggets on Sunday. People have the Clippers. Do you think they will close out the series? I do. I think they're the better team. I thought that coming into the series, although I'm very impressed with the Nuggets. Um, but I do think they're the better team. And I think when a team lets a game go like they did last night uh, and says, we should have won that, we had a second half eight-point lead and we let it slip away, um, they've learned from their mistakes and they get that, you know, the eye of the tiger back that maybe was lacking for a half. Yeah, I did say in a previous podcast that I did think the Nuggets were going to end up not getting blown out. People said they were going to lose like 4-0. I had more faith in them than other people did, but I still think that the Clippers are going to win the series. I don't think they're going to let this game go. I think they're going to finish it off, and they're going to end up winning. So, um, wow, we agreed so much today. <laughs> I'm so surprised. That just proves how wise you are. Yeah, I. the only one we didn't agree on was um, uh, Kawhi Kawhi. Leonard. Yeah, yeah, I have more faith in the Kawhi yeah. than you do. <laughs> Well, that's actually it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to share this podcast with your friends and family. That would be greatly appreciated. Our podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, and Apple Podcasts. A lot of people apparently listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, so you could go check it out on there too. You can. We have an Instagram now, guys. As I said, I said week one I would make one. It took me a bit, but I got one. Um, you could check us out at at and one podcast ending with an S. Thank you so much to James for being an amazing guest today. Well, it says on your script here, you're going to thank me for being an amazing guest. And of course, I was an amazing guest. <laughs> I just didn't know how you knew I was going to be an amazing guest when you wrote this script. I guess out. I'm a fortune teller. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I'll be back. I'll be glad to do this anytime you want, but I, you must have a Jimmy Butler cup of coffee here for me if you want me to come back and do it. Okay, I'll, I'll pay the $20. <laughs> Would you like a small, medium, large? It's the same size all the way. <laughs> but keep watching the NBA, and I'll see you guys next Sunday. Bye. You want to say bye? Bye. <laughs>